Well, nothing good happens in November, does it? Um, I don't know. It's like the end of the year. It's not Christmas isn't here yet. You know, Halloween's been like, you know, all the fun stuff. I mean, for some people, I guess the Melbourne Cup, people like the Melbourne Cup carnival. I mean, sure, my wife's birthday's uh, in November. I guess that's good for her. But for the general public, nothing good happens in November <laughs> until now. What? What's going on? What are we doing? So, Fop, us, you and me, we're um, returning to the live stage for the first time in six years. That's right, we are doing shows in Melbourne and Sydney. Melbourne at the Basement Comedy Club, November 11th. Sydney at the Comedy Store, November 25th. Exciting stuff. These are our first shows in six years. Six years since we last did a live show. Sydney Opera House dropped those microphones, pledged that we would never come back. Entertainment demanded that we would never come back. But in your face, entertainment industry, we're back, baby. We are back live on stage, Will and Charlie, doing what we do, which we don't know what that is yet, but we'll work it out by the time we get to the stage. Charlie's (laughs) been working on it for six years, he promises me. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. So November 11th, Basement Comedy Club in Melbourne. November 25th, the Comedy Store in Sydney. Go to our link tree on our socials or go to tofop.com to get your tickets. See you there. A listener production. The creators of this podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which it is recorded. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are the first storytellers of this land. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, as well as any Indigenous people who may be listening today. Come on! Everyone relax. Oh, shit! Sorry. Oh, no, the plane just crashed <laughs> off the aircraft carrier. Maverick's dead. <laughs> I was doing my I little know, hand I know, signal I know, and I completely forgot. Week. I actually remembered oh, that's it. Low. So let's start again. Let's do it again. Go. Mm. Right, go. Everyone relax. This is Tofop. I'm Charlie Clawson. <laughs> I'm Will Anderson. Hello, and thank you for so watching. I got distracted by looking at my own mm-hmm. face. You do, do. Do I look different to you? Do you notice anything? Well, you shaved. Yeah, you've real, shaved, and you've shaved, shaved really, really cut, tight. Cut like, shave. like went, uh, cutthroat. And now, was this somebody else who did it yeah, yeah. on your behalf? So, I've been having issues. This is such a you know. Mm. This show has just become old man gripes. Old man gripes. Well, why do you think that is? We're we old have men. To complain and about. We have to feel like an hour a week, so it's going to be gripes or Michael Flatley. Don't worry, we'll, we'll get, get back, back to Flatley. To it. Just let's <laughs> put a pin in Flatley. Uh, our bodies are falling apart. You know, I'm getting glasses and yeah. shit. I've been having issues with ingrown hairs, like around my yeah, eyebrows. Sure. This has never been an issue. Oh, in the past, really? I've just been getting like really painful. I thought mm-hmm. there was like pimples, but I've just been getting these painful lumps around here, like two in a row. Any theories on uh, why I'm getting ingrown hairs? Well, okay. So I tried yeah. to solve it myself. Like I've had ingrown hairs before and I know you're kind of meant to just like dig it out and pull the hair out and then put alcohol on it and stuff. But these were very painful and, and, and clearly beyond my capabilities. Hang on. Ugh. I have to plug my computer in. Um, 
And so I decided that I had to consult like an expert. <laughs> Speaking of old man gripes, the noise you made when you leaned over <laughs> to plug your computer in was just such an unnecessary old man groan. <laughs> like, you know, you were just leaning down a little, so you had to go. Yeah. And I get it. I'm the same person. Don't get me wrong. But if I leaned down to get something, I was, oh, dude, there's not the noises that come out of me first thing in the morning when I have to swing my, my ancient rusty body to the floor. Uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> really going to work yourself up for it. So I couldn't solve the ingrown hairs on my own, and so I went and saw a dermatologist in town, yeah. and uh, she said, "Yeah, it's an ingrown hair," and she fixed it up for me. Mm-hmm. But she, w- <laughs> she was like, "You were like, well, glad I came yeah. to an expert." There's one hundred and thirty dollars <laughs> later. But she's like, "If you, uh, when was the last time you had a like a microderm abrasion?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I do not believe I have ever had a microderm abrasion." What is a microderm? So basically, they just take a layer, like a very minute layer of skin off. So they they revitalize your skin. I think there's some like needling or the blood of virgins. But she said to me, "Is this a is this a legit thing or is this a normal?" No, this is a legit. What fuck? Fuck if I know. Like I mean, the the world of beauty. Micro micro microderm abrasion or. Microbe. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yep. Here it is. What is microdermabrasion? Microdermabrasion is a minimally invasive skin treatment that buffs away the outmost layer of the skin to create a smoother and younger appearance. After the treatment, a new layer of skin forms. Often, several treatments are needed to obtain the required results. How young am I going to go? Like, what are the years per Benjamin Button <laughs> style? Like, you should, you should give me the macro term yeah, abrasion. Like I don't the need micro. the micro. I want to look like a little Let's baby. Look you get like a an orbital sander and just get in there, mate. Yeah. Just get right in there. Uh, now, is it, I'm going to find out. If hang it's on one sec. Come here. What's what's going on? You need more frozen. Sorry, Iana's interrupted the show to tell me she needs more frozen. I mean, that does sound like a thing a kid All would right, say. All right, I'll be back on one second. Frozen. I'm just going to leave this running. Hold on. That's okay. I'm going to tell people about microdermabrasion. I'm going to find out if, if it's a hoax or that Charlie's fallen into or if it's actually a real thing. So does microdermabrasion actually work? Um, okay, that's from a dermatology place, so they're a bit biased, so I'm not going to trust their opinion. Let's see. Uh, is microdermabrasion re- like good for your skin? Okay, that's pretty good. Let's have a look at that. Um, all right, there's a lot of. Uh, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna actually say microdermabrasion <laughs> is uh, pseudoscience. Let's. That, now I'm just actually looking for you know this to be wrong, and that's you know that's your own thing. Um, uh, let me see. Uh, why microdermabrasion yep. treatments are on the decline, oh. according to dermatologists? What's going on? Um, well, they've gone down. Look, to be honest, uh, I've got, I've got to be honest with you that I was looking for like something to because it looks very painful. Mm. Is it like all the things or images that I'm seeing? I'm not saying it is, right. but like I'm seeing pictures of Kim Kardashian looking like blood. Oh, I've seen that one. I think that's a different and- one. I think that's like some kind of blood transfusion or something they do with. Oh no, okay. that's not true. They they yeah they tease the blood to the surface, which is meant to revitalize the skin. Oh, like I don't know. I honestly did not know what I'm talking about. I should not. I mean, I should not comment. But 
all I know is that she said, if they give me this microdermabrasion, <laughs> it may help the, my hair from attacking me, my own goddamn eyebrows. Because it wasn't even like uh- – uh, the first, because uh, I was trying to find a scientific article about it and I couldn't really find yeah. it. Like a lot of it was written on dermatology pages and I just don't know how much skin they've got in the game, yeah, so to speak. One. So, um, so, but I've found a Reddit comment. I've gone on okay. to Reddit. Um, and it's an article about whether, you know, various beauty treatments work or not. Microdermabrasion. So Reddit voice. This is a word for a procedure that can be summarised as we take the outer layer of your skin off. Does it work? Well, it certainly takes the outer layer of your skin off. If taking the outer layer of your skin off is something you want to accomplish, then microdermabrasion is a means of doing that. (laughs) So that's what I'm getting done. But the lady said before, because I'm a beardy guy most of the time, she said, hey, before you come in, can you just – Shave not directly before you come in, but like twenty four mm-hmm. hours beforehand. And so I, um, I just thought I'm not gonna. I hate shaving. Hate it. Hate it with a passion. Razor shaving especially. And I always get ingrown hairs when I shave on my mm-hmm. neck. The only time I don't get it is when I go to a goddamn professional. And so I went to my my buddy, my buddy with the shaky hands in town. <laughs> I reminded him of that today, and he uh, denied ever claiming that he had shaky hands. But I remember. Clear as a bell that he that he told me he had shaky hands. I think it would be fifteen years minimum. I reckon since you've used a razor. Since I have used a razor on my. Well, face. we we are like, so lucky th- that we live in a time in which facial hair is completely mm. acceptable. Like you're on TV and you have like light stubble, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a world. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> What a world we live in. I mean, look at Costa on Gardening Australia. He's like someone they found under a bridge. Like, he's like, like I. Well, you know what the beauty like, is. We're like, in- but in the olden days, beards were very manly as well. I can't really grow a but beard. Like this here's is the thing: facial hair's in, hmm. but styling is yeah. out. So we're lucky because if it was the Victorian era or you know the Wild West, mm-hmm. whatever, you and I could have facial hair, but would be expected to wax the corners of our mustache or. You know, shave off the sides and leave this bit and have this bit here. Yeah. Now it's like, but that's those times. What if I'm in like ancient fantasy, like, and my yeah. axe going well, that's on a not quest? Real. That, times, like, those times never existed. What do you mean? They're <laughs> historical times. They're real historical times based on historical <laughs> events. No, of course there was no trolls and yeah. whatever, but there medieval were times. medieval times where the fashions were quite similar to how they're depicted in like those sort of fantasy series. And um, so if I'm in medieval times, uh, the restaurant, but also (laughs) the actual medieval times, (laughs) um, like it would be expected that I have a beard, like unless I was like some fancy lord or prince or something, like I would just have some – like, you know, work workman's beard, I right? I guess so. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure in some cultures that like rabbis mm. and stuff, isn't that a status thing? The ringlets and the beards is like, you must yeah. know God real good because only God would let your hair grow so beautifully. Is that a thing? I mean, I think that yeah. you're right. And I think I would be okay in those societies. Like if it was top of your hair because I've got like I wispy. grow really – no, I grow really oh, like your my hair, hair grows so does. fast. Yeah, your hair's crazy. Yeah, my hair, like it's, it, and I've still got heaps of it. Like, so if it was above the yeah, head, you'd be if a that king. was the status, 
uh, king, king among yeah. men. People <laughs> they judged just hair by height. <laughs> you would be. And capacity to regrow it. I mean, your hair is such an enigma because I've known uh, you for 20 plus years yeah. and you've kept it fairly short. You shaved it once and you've kept it short pretty much the whole time I've known mm. you. You've had that very cool rockabilly bouffant for the most of the time I've known you. But I had long hair before. Yeah, and then you had yeah, you Jeff Buckley. I've only seen photos. I've only had legend. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Of those times. But your hair is a mystery to me because I Mm. have seen it like when you're sort of in your writing mode, when you're doing like a show or something and you haven't emerged from your office for like three weeks, occasionally you will venture out into the sunlight and I'm like, who the fuck is that? Like what is going on? Because it's wild, man. It's like an untamed garden. And and then I'm like, oh, so Will must put a shit ton of product in his hair to make it behave. Is that right? Well, most of the time when you see me, you probably don't even think about my hair because I'm wearing a hat. And so, and part of the reason is exactly what you say. If I was just letting my hair, whatever it's doing today, like run free without like, because I haven't put product or anything in it. It's yeah. Did you ever think of making that part of your act? Like you're the crazy hair comic? The big, big hair, hair comic. <laughs> Will Henderson. I mean, I think there is an element yeah. of it. Like, you know, not full Kramer style, but I do think that some people find my hair comedic because it does wobble around, particularly, you know, um, if I move my head well, around. Well, Foz a lot, definitely has, like, um, he's latched onto your Added hair. to the legend. Yeah, of like it. if Foz was to draw your like, silhouette. <laughs> it's become a signature. 100%. It's like that's how you identify. Like what it is, like a lot of it, like a lot of the work is being done by the hair. And most of the time, Foz's version of my hair is better than (laughs) my hair. But better, but also not like uh, entirely off the mark. Like even though, even in the cartoon, everyone relaxed versions of you. Yeah. That hair is pretty like proportionally right. Like you do have an extra half a foot above the top of your head sometimes. Here's what I'll tell you about my hair. (laughs) It's like fucking hell. Does anyone say that so boldly? Here's what I will tell you, Michael Flatley. Yeah, coming up. Hold hold on tight. Uh, So here's what I tell you about my hair. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Is much like a snowflake or a fingerprint. No, no two days are the same. It's never fallen the same way. That's what. So like there is what I like about the way Foz draws my hair is that. Um, and I think this is good because we're talking about James Fosdyke's art, yeah. Charlie. And I oh, well, think that's, that's a pin. That's after, after flatly. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying this will all feel like by the end, not just two weirdos <laughs> talking men. about nothing. Talking It'll about actually their body, weave yeah. into all the other things we need to do in this episode. You know, we'll tap dance for an hour and then immediately need to have sex, or maybe not. We don't <laughs> yes. know yet. So <laughs> this is good. This is good solid podcasting that we are doing right now. Um, Never been the same. On And that's what I like that uh, James will dr- draw it differently as well because my hair, I, I never, I wake up in the morning and like if you see me in the morning versus see me in the afternoon and somebody said, what did he look like today? People would not be, who saw me in the morning would not be able to identify me in the afternoon. Yeah, it really is. Like you, you get very pineapple-y yeah. in the morning. It sort of points yeah. in, <laughs> it points in yeah. every side, a bit of sideshow bob pineapple yeah. going on in the yeah. morning. And then by the time you've showered and, you know, got ready for the day, it's like, oh yeah, he's like TV, yeah. he's TV ready. But that first, it's a real, takes your breath away. <laughs> You see, Will first. Yeah, thing yeah in the but morning. then it like over the day it escapes oh, yeah. again. Like you know, I can tame it down, but I can only for tame so it long. for so long before it just breaks <laughs> out. Will inside every man <laughs> there are two hairstyles? 
Yeah. <laughs> one is a, one is a pineapple. Um, okay, let's get to the Michael yeah. Flatley biz. Um, yes. This is a. I've been down a massive kind of like conspiracy. I'm turning into Joe Rogan because mm. we joked. Good, yeah, good, good for, for our ratings. ratings. We joked about mm. uh, that he scrubbed the internet or whatever. Um, you know, I said, oh, I was kind of disappointed. No one got back to us mm-hmm. about Michael Flatley. Like maybe we yeah. are in the minority. I even ran that poll on on Instagram and it seemed to suggest. And I'm inter- I was interested in that if that were the case because – even that is interesting, the idea that you and I had this firm belief that we thought was a thing which was only something that was in this sphere. That would have been interesting. Yeah. But it, there's more to this there mystery, There is more Charlie. to this mystery. And this is the timing is so odd that this would happen. So when we first brought up the Michael Flatley thing, the email on the website was working fine. Like every week we'd get email. Yeah. After that episode, like I – went to our inbox like we have not had any new mail in like mm. two and a half weeks that's so odd and so then i went to the like the admin site for the website you know what i love about this not only like are you telling this story and why would you lie about it but it was referenced on a couple of episodes yeah. you kept talking like we because at one stage i was like ah oh, are people not engaged at the show at the moment <laughs> no, like really you know like i honestly had that feeling and i was like oh well maybe this isn't well the good, good news is turns out you know we've maintained yeah. our popularity because i found yeah. like the cachet where all so anyone who goes to the website mm. to send us an email like there's a contact form you pick the show you want to, two guys one cup philosophy tofop and then you send the email those emails for some reason at the exact same time that we brought up flatly just have not been getting sent to us so i found a treasure trove of correspondence from listeners, not just about Flatley, but okay. in the last two weeks, the majority about Flatley, that haven't been getting forwarded to us. And so I contacted our web guy and was like, hey, man, something's happened with the website. It's not. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's unusual. And so he popped the hood and had a look and tried to send a test email. And he's like, did you receive that? I'm like, no, it's gone. That's unusual. And all our email accounts link to Gmail accounts, right? And so I was like, well, maybe it's a Gmail thing. So I went into all our email accounts, checked the, you know, the security settings. We're not blocking anyone who's mentioning flatly. We're not, you know, there's nothing obvious about why these letters are getting like squashed. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't it have been amazing if we found out flatly like, that, that flatly is behind <laughs> all of it and there is some built into the Chrome well, update? This is where is my conspiracy that, brain is starting to yeah, go crazy okay. because so uh-huh. I said to him, because so if you sent an email to like email tofop at gmail, that's our email address. If you were just to send it from your normal email application, it would come through. It's just if you go via the website. For some reason, the website's not working. And like literally our web guy is throwing his hands in the air. He's like, I actually have never seen this before. I don't know what's going on, why you're not getting an email. Um, And then I watched this wired video on YouTube about hackers and how easy it is to gain access to someone's, uh, to someone's server, to fuck with their, their, their business website. You don't really need any information. In fact, you know, us just talking about like, you know, our show, there's enough information that a skilled hacker could get in. So I started to wonder, um, like, has someone, someone been working their way into our website? And I did notice that I haven't updated a few of our like security protocols on the websites. I've like updated all of those. Okay. But so I got into the emails and I won't read them all out, but there was heaps of emails saying, yeah, absolutely. I remember that, you know, that, that, you know, now there seems to be a triangulation of references. Uh, Martin Malloy comes up a lot. Uh, That's where they first heard about it. Uh, You know, Mick uh, seemed to have a lot of fun with it. 
um, there was an episode of Kath and Kim in which they, when Kim took up Irish dancing, and the reason she took up Irish dancing was because they didn't reference flatly specifically, but you get so horny Irish dancing that you immediately want to have sex, which is, I mean, that would be an odd coincidence if that was. I mean, the, that's a reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a reference. And to then it. the other thing that people kept bringing up was there was uh, in 95 when Lord of the Dance came to Australia for the first time, Michael Flatley did an interview with 60 Minutes and people seemed to think that's where uh, it came from. So this is all like fascinating information and, and it really got me going. And then, Will, we were contacted by a listener, Ian, and that's his real name because Ian deserves all the credit in the world. This dude has blown this case wide open and thank God he has because – I could not have done this. I don't. I, I'm just going to take you through. So he sent me four emails okay. over the space of ba- basically 48 hours. All right. And uh, let's just go on this journey with Ian. So he says, um, uh, "I did not expect to be writing about Michael Flatley's sex life. However, this topic is one that brought up many memories for me. I too was also surprised to find no references to him having sex after his shows, and I assumed this was common knowledge. I'm a band nerd." And then he put in brackets, trombone. I don't know if that's a qualifier that means if you're a band nerd. Well, I don't know. Maybe like the Lord of the Dance, you know, liked a little tromboning. A bit of a rusty trombone after the show. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) And in the late 90s, our school band would play a piece titled Lord of the Dance with that thumping drama, lilting rhythm cheesiness that you would expect. Now, I first needed to confirm my memories lined up with the facts. So the River Dance was his first show in 1995. And that's when he first came to fame. There is an arrangement for a student-level bands published by Hal Leonard you can find by Googling Lord of the Dance Concert Band Level 1.5, arranged by John Vinson and published in 1997. So this must have been it, and I was in year 12 in that year. So that lines up with me playing in a school band. So that sort of, you know, it sounds like Ian's about our vintage as well, like, you know, 97. Yep. We decided – oh, sorry, we definitely knew about this fact urban myth as teenagers – as it was a constant joke about whenever we rehearsed, we played that song, it would make us super horny. I still have friends from that time, and it's something that we still reference. Similar to your on-air call with Chambo, I messaged them, and their first unprompted response to Michael Flatley was sex immediately coming off stage. Okay, so we're not going crazy. We barely had the internet then. It was hourly dial-up. Google didn't exist. We'd use AltaVista to search between chatting on ICQ. I can't imagine any of us were searching for anything at all about Michael Flatley, who was certainly part of the social zeitgeist, but not the type of thing that we actually cared about. I started thinking that this new story must not have come through the internet. I think this rumor predates internet as we know it. So that goes back to Tony Martin's point from last mm-hmm. week. So I started pondering what we were into, which was the D-Gen, the Late Show, Martin Malloy, and that's when this case has opened up for me. Searching for Martin Malloy and Michael Flatley, I came across this, champagnecomedy.com. Uh, which is a forum where someone has listed every Martin Malloy show and guest that they had on. So if you go to October 22nd, 1996, comedian Sean Hughes was their guest. And this is now quoting Martin Malloy. uh, This is a summation of their show. We told Sean of Michael Flatley's need to have sex within one hour of coming off stage. And then this is a quote from Mick. We'll be avoiding theatres. We'll be avoiding theatres he's playing at, claims Mick and then claimed that Michael Flatley will be performing his next show dressed as a giant pepper shaker. That's Flatley. He'll do anything for a shag. I don't get that reference to you. Is that like a 97? Was pepper shaker a euphemism in 97? I don't know. 
I mean, that sounds like a great joke in 1997. Bit confusing. It probably was a really good joke about something that was in yeah. the news or something, right? Yeah. With 30 years plus, it just like lacks a bit of. We'll need more information yeah. to get that one. So this is Ian now. Uh, so this must have been it. We would have heard this and it would have instantly become part of our repertoire. I'm just guessing, but you guys are of an age that would have been into Martin Malloy as well. A young Will Anderson was only a few years off joining Triple J. So this led me to dig even further. Tony Martin apparently donated all the tapes of Martin Malloy to the National Film and Sound Archives. However, when I look through the collection, there are two tapes in that given region. So he goes to the, the two dates either side of October 22nd and I can't see the interview. Has this been purged by Big Dance? So oh, the transcript man. of the summary of the episode exists, but the actual yeah. episode from Tony's personal collection, which he submitted to the archive, is missing. S- is missing. It's gone, right? So conspiracy. So the bit of evidence that could <laughs> completely confirm this story one one way or the other, we'd work out, or at least we get a clue to where they found yeah. it. So Ian sent this in. And it's not there. And I was just like, fuck, oh, what a shame. That's so close. Mm. A couple of hours later, ding, I got another mm. uh, message in my inbox from Ian. <laughs> he says, I'm sorry, I can't let this go. <laughs> Since I had confirmed 1996, this date appeared. I signed up to newspapers.com, which luckily has a free trial. Then in all caps, I have found, I have found Michael Flatley quoted as saying this. I've attached PDFs. Of the pages I have found. The first one was the Manchester Evening News on the 7th of October, 96. It's under the quote of the day. So the quote is, this is from Michael Flatley. Should I do the accent again? <laughs> yes, please. It's a most incredible feeling, impossible to describe, but a huge aphrodisiac. I always have sex within an hour of coming off stage. The Lord of the Dance star, Michael Flatley, <sighs> describing his work. Okay. Doesn't end there. Infuriatingly, this is Ian. This does uh, not say where the quote was taken from, but it got picked up again by the Birmingham Post, uh, Birmingham Post on October twelfth, and then again in the Wales Times, October thirteenth, as the same notable quotes. The best I could find in an Australian paper was a puff piece article from the Age uh, on the eighteenth of October, nineteen ninety six. So four days before that episode of Martin Malloy, <laughs> but he was touring Australia at the time which explains uh, why Martin Malloy were probably talking about him. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, okay. So the article was in the uh, – oh, no, this is, an, this is an English article, the Independent UK. So this says, Flatley has forged a public image in the brazen intensity of his self-belief. He rarely, if ever, sleeps and is fond about talking about his enormous wealth and he's boasted of his sexual appetite <laughs> on radio too. He's been publicising Lord of the Dance with a semi-naked image of himself they're so troubling totalitarian that it would make Lenny Reifenstahl blush. I mean, that's a fucking writer who's really uh, leaning into it a, a little, little bit. bit. <laughs> yeah, dust off Sexual my dictator. $2 words. Yeah. <laughs> I can only find one thing referencing Michael uh. Flatley on the BBC Radio 2 in 1996 uh, when he's promoting his Riverdance show. Was this where it was originally said? Can anyone access like the BBC it. archives? How did Mick Malloy find out about it? Maybe some Australian newspaper uh, can reach out and, and give us more information on the quote. So, Well, 100% I can see how this happened. So Michael Flatley 
boasting about his sexual appetite on Radio 2. That seems to be what the newspaper article is referring to, right? So he's joking around. He's probably said this thing about like always having sex within an hour of coming off stage. That's the quote. It's been printed in these quote of the day things. Mm. Uh, Mick uh, and Tony like, are researching this guy who's coming to you, – you do research. You try to find out quirky little facts about – yeah, someone you're talking about on the radio, so that would be a perfect one. They've been fascinated by it. Yeah. We've heard it on Martin Malloy. That's where it's come to us. We're not reading the British tabloids. It's come to us through Martin Malloy and it's stayed with us for 20, 25 well, Ian's years. Ian's not done yet. Uh, a couple of hours after that, he emails again. I found more oh. <laughs> from the State Library of Victoria <laughs> archives in the Sydney right. Morning Herald, both in November of 1996, so after the mm. Martin Malloy uh, gag. Okay. Both say it is reported or he once told a journalist. Uh, so it's certainly going around at the time. So there's a couple of PDFs he's included here. So this is an art, This is an interview with Michael Flatley from the Sydney Morning Herald, November 5th, 1996. Um, so uh, he talks about how bad his feet are. Despite his injuries, the 38-year-old creator of Lord of the Dance can't wait to go on stage tonight at the Entertainment Centre. A man who believes resolutely in the power of positive thinking mm. flatly does not <laughs> allow the pain to blight his life. It's part of the profession, he said in a strong accent. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. That's <laughs> too racist. Um, that says more <laughs> about his Irish parents than the Chicago area in which he grew up. Um, he says... My teacher used to tell me I'm for dreaming too much, he said, but I would like to see that teacher now. All these things I used to dream about have come true. If you can dream it, you can have it. Well, what you think today is what your life will be. If you do what you love, money will follow. Who would have thought that that kid from Chicago who does the jig would be the highest paid dancer in the world? Um, where does it say this thing about the sex? Oh, here we go. Um from reading many self-help books, Flatley was interested to discover all the what all the most successful men of our time, um, and uh, I discovered that they all had tremendous sex drives, which makes him feel better about a casual remark that follows him around like a stray dog. He mm -hmm. once told a journalist that, and in quotes, "I always have sex within an hour of uh, of coming off stage." <laughs> Ian's not done. <laughs> He sent me another email. Hey, uh, okay, I have to stop now. I think we might have yeah. to live with never quite knowing where he said this, to whom originally. Ian, this is more than enough. More, more like, than enough. Like we just wanted to know, did people know about it? Like did we imagine it? You've given us so much evidence here. Like I'm tracing it back to Martin Malloy, I'm happy. That, that That's a fine origin for me. I don't need to know. You know what I'm interested in though is how 60 minutes have wedged their way in here because based on Ian's research – we actually, like, because a lot of people who got, you know, my friend Rosie Walton, who worked with Mick Malloy for years, she remembered it be, being something to do with 60 Minutes as well. Like, do you reckon there was an article, there was something about him on 60 Minutes and they maybe used it in the promo or something like that? Yeah, I mean, if it was a, look, it sounds like this quote travelled like wildfire. So you could imagine mm -hmm. when they're doing a voiceover for 60 Any Minutes. Any report would. Yeah. Yes, Sex Mad, you'd Lord of the Dance. It, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, so Ian's followed up with a, a, another interesting mm -hmm. article, which is from a dancer who worked with Michael Flatley. Um, oh. It says, uh, okay. I'll see him in court, yeah. says Dan. No, it's, it's a male dancer. 
<laughs> and he says, uh, one more question. Is it true that Michael Flatley had to have sex within an hour mm. of, uh, of a show? Dunn rolls his eyes melodramatically. Oh, my God. That's just Michael, he says. No further explanation. He stubs out his cigarette and stands up to leave. But good luck to him if it's true. I mean, I was going to say that dancer knows how to make a dramatic exit. That was like, you know, standing up, stubbing the cigarette, doing the punchline. Yeah, and this is uh, – so this is another article about – Also, an hour is different to how we remembered it because an hour you've got time to – like you could have a shower, you could pop to the hotel, like, you know, or do the tour bus or whatever within an hour. Yeah. Whereas – like we were kind of imagining they the would have to like be matched straight away. Like just like can't wait. Yeah. Okay. So there's another article. Um, it's sort of it's a it's a, he doesn't someone another journalist asked about him. He doesn't answer the question, but he doesn't deny it. So there's every possibility he may never have said it, but it was just good marketing for the sex right. mad. He sounds like he understood. Like it was all about marketing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's one of those classic guys that there was a real sneering tone of like, oh, Michael Flatley, you know what he believes? If you just think positive yeah. and say inspirational things, you can just be rich and famous and successful and have sex with whoever you <laughs> wanted. And just because it's true doesn't mean that it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Such a relief though to know that. Yes. we. I was worried. Yeah. I was like, have we – it felt like a glitch in the matrix that this is how we were going to realize we were in a simulation was that it just did, did not compute. Well, I would, I've just was worried that we were be, like, we're irrelevant now. Like our cultural touchstones. Oh, mate, we are. Don't worry about that. We are irrelevant. <laughs> but now. like more There's irrelevant. No doubt about that. But I mean, it's just kind of like, yeah, you're right. It's the same thing of whenever I go through like a, you know, like a Kmart or a Big W or whatever and you see like Nirvana mm. T-shirts hanging on racks and it's like, well, our generation is officially now just the lamest thing on the planet. Mate, every generation eventually becomes the lamest thing on the planet. Like as long as you're cool with that, it's, it's actually great. Like being young is like really fun but also hard work to keep up with everything and like care about what other people think and like still be working out what you're going to do with your life. Like in a way it's good to be old and go, well, I fucked my other options. <laughs> I guess this is what I'm stuck with. I may as well relax into well, it. Well, I was thinking about like what I'm going to wear as I get older. Oh, like I, I, I'm already not giving a shit about like, what I wear. And it's hard for Jen because, you know, she likes me to look good and attractive to her. Show us some pictures of Justin Bieber and his wife and Why? stuff. Apparently this is the whole, like the woman dresses very glamorously and then the guy just looks like Adam Sandler. Right. It's actually, it's on trend. Uh, you, but you, not in my relationship. She did, I mean, it's not that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually think the, like, I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, Charlie, but I'm not on social yeah, media anymore. But I haven't heard that. I love when things cross over, like when it's so a story big. becomes so big that it's suddenly on the news pages and that was the Bieber thing. Apparently there was some online fuss about the fact that his wife dressed up and he was um, dressed like a slob. Well, it's not yeah, but so you know. much that I dressed like a slob. It's just that I, I, mm. I have not bought like new clothes in ages. In fact, we had this little photo album made of um, Iona's first three years and it was like all our iPhone photos and going through it, I was looking going, I have exactly the same wardrobe that I had four years ago. Like it's the same T-shirts, yeah. jeans, jumper. And so. Do you know why though, Charlie? Because you care. 
That's why you care about the planet. You care about your. Would you rather be in a different fast fashion outfit, standing next to your child, adding to the destruction of the planet she was going to grow up in, or maybe just wearing the same t-shirt every now and again and caring that she actually has a future? I would say you're being a hero. You're making the sacrifice. Like good on you. Your facts. Yeah. I mean, or don't fax anyone. <laughs> Even don't do that. Let's save your energy. Just thinking in your head. Yeah. Well, it was just more about like having like clothes mm. that fit, like jeans that were still had their, you know, their um, what do you call it? Not elasticity. Mate, you know, some of those integrity. Northern Rivers um, hippie pants. Well, this is the other thing. Is like I don't need clothes anymore. I live somewhere where it's warm, like nine months of the year. People would just like to wear sacks and smocks and dangles. For Father's Day, um, <laughs> Iona had their daycare. All the kids mm. filled out a – the teachers helped them fill out a questionnaire about their dad. It's like, you know, my yeah. dad is this year many years old. And, oh, yeah, and, no, that's um, great. Uh, so she <laughs> she thinks I'm 20 years old, which I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> that's pretty good. Apparently my favourite dessert is strawberry ice cream and rainbow lollies. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had strawberry ice cream and or rainbow lollies, whatever that might be. Do you reckon maybe that's what she would like? No, it was very, there's a lot of projection going on. Mm. Um, But she, but one of the questions was, my dad likes to wear, and she was like shorts Mm. and a t shirt. I'm like, whoa, she fucking knows me, (laughs) this kid. (laughs) She knows me inside out. Uh, Will, good opportunity to talk about a little event that we are kicking off on this very episode, celebrating the artwork of one James Martin Fosdyke. You know him as Foz. His artwork is synonymous with our podcast. And um, we've been thinking for a while, like we want more people to appreciate Foz and be aware of Foz and take the time to look at all the amazing artwork he's created for this show. So we thought we would run a competition allowing people to vote for their favorite Foz artwork. So for the next three weeks, uh, we want people to go to tofop.com. You can go there right now and you can browse through our virtual gallery and select your favorite bit of Foz Dyke art and vote for it. And you know why you want to vote for it? I'm not, it's, it's I, not, yeah, it's, I do. It's not a rhetorical Sorry, were question. were you waiting for the listeners to? <laughs> like, no, you, you are the I listener mean, in this scenario. Let's do that again. I know, but also I don't okay. know what the answer is. No, you just, so you, I was like, you just say I don't know like, why. You just ask me why. Yeah. No, no, no. I was, I was willing to say that. I don't know why. <laughs> so you can go in the running to win an autographed poster of our brand new Tofop tile art, which is coming and being unveiled on October 6th. So if you go to tofop.com right now and you visit our virtual gallery and you put your vote in for your favorite bit of Foz artwork, you go into the running to win one of 10 autographed Tofop posters, brand new, yet to be- Autographed by who? James Fosdyke. Me and you. We're going to work out (laughs) the once a year that we're in the same state. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say that. It'll cost us $90 in careers and postage (laughs) trying to pass them between each other to get two signatures on them. Uh, So, uh, voting will be uh, on until October 4th, 4 p.m. October 4th. You've got till then, Wednesday, the 4th of October, 4 p.m. to get your vote in. So, go there now. and it's going to culminate with an episode on October 6th in which James Fosdyke is going to join you and I on TOEFOP, and we're going to do a countdown of the top 10 most popular James Fosdyke artworks before revealing really? number one. 
and then, um, you know, we'll assign the winners after that. I don't know how this is happening. I mean, we can't even get emails from our website. I don't know how this is going to go. I mean, yeah, this feels like a nightmare. But, like, no, I mean, you just have to go to the website and vote. It's fine. Do that. Do that for us. It would be nice to, um, you know, set, like celebrate James. That's clearly – he does so much incredible creative work and then we move on to the next episode and – like I just think this is a great opportunity to like go to the website, see all the art that is there, like vote in this competition and it'll give us an opportunity to chat to James about it all again and honour it a little bit more and just shine a little Three bit more Three weeks on of it. Foz. We've got like special guests are going to be joining us on Tofalt and Friends to talk about his artwork. It's just a well, – well, here's the thing. Pod, uh, Mike the Third, he has charged me with said, look, everything's great, you, but you guys haven't come up with a name for this. And so I thought we could – that's what we could do in this mm. episode is what are we oh, calling okay. this celebration of Foz? Mm, Can I give okay. you my first? Yeah, please. Start start me off. The Tofarcha Bald Prize. <laughs> Tofarcha Bald? I mean, Tofart seems way too obvious. So I thought Tofarcha Bald. I mean, to, the t- – <laughs> You don't like it. Uh, it's man, all right. I'm not going to be offended. Lo- I don't. I don't love it. Like I love. Like I'm not against it. I'm not saying it's a hard no. Yeah, I'm saying at the moment it's in first place. Okay. Um, and also last. <laughs> it's I mean, Schrodinger's pe- Schrodinger's pe- competition name. Uh, so let's just explore it for a okay. second. So Tofop to board. Tofop to board. As in no, what? What the hell? What is it? What is the tofarch? So, <laughs> that doesn't doesn't I roll off the tongue. No, tofarchable. Well, what's Australia's most famous art competition? The Archibald. No, the Archibald. Yeah, yeah no, I understand the reference. <laughs> okay, good. Just checking. Please don't think my problem with this <laughs> is that I don't understand the reference. Okay. <laughs> no, the Archibald. I understand that. But the tofarchable just <laughs> – That's <does>. terrible. <laughs> now I'm hearing you saying it. It's only been You're in my right. head until now. I did sort of run it yeah. past Mike the Third, and he also was very yeah. unenthused. <laughs> so maybe I should yeah. just take it as a big L and move on. I mean, tofart is also – you're right. It has fart in it, which just feels like – like on brand, but also just beneath us these days. Yes. Yeah, I mean it isn't, of course, but like you know, we should at least pretend that we have other options. I mean, we could work so, Foz into it. The name Foz, I, like yeah. So, um, uh, Fozploitation. That's pretty good, but, mm, but sounds like we're exploiting Foz. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, we are. What about like sketchy? But, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, sketch. <laughs> Oh, you, you just started with yeah, sketchy like, and thought, thought the no, rest would come no. to you on the spot. Um, Is that your method? <laughs> that you were well, you're the with? pun guy. I was just giving you a, a yeah, word. Well, normally what I would do is run through like what are – like you said, I think your instincts were good. It's about art, right? Yeah. So that we try things that go with t- art. It doesn't really work that well. Okay. What about – it has to do with the Archibalds. Yeah, that didn't work so well either. But I think that you've still got to like work within that framework. You know, it's got to be about a frame oh, or yeah. a canvas or a, like a um, exhibition. Yeah. Um, Exhibitionist. Because uh, he likes to draw like nude things. Exhibitionist. Um, or 
Because it is about awards or a prize, like a celebration. Um, uh, Fosdike. Foz, Foz, Foz is okay. So Foz is Oz, Foz Australia, Foz, yep. um, Fudgeable, <laughs> Foz, Foz, Fudgeable. <laughs> what Arch, Archie Foz? No, that doesn't work either. Um, Archie Dyke, Ar- <laughs> Archie Dyke. Um, okay, um, come up. With, I'm just going to chat GBT. Come yeah. up with the name. Are oh, you yeah, come okay. up with the name? For mm. our art competition, so it's an art competition. competition. Like the art. Come up with a, a name for our art competition, um, James Fo- J- our James Fosdyke art competition. That's is that that's enough info, right? Come up with multiple options for our James Fosdyke art competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifteen options. Okay, so right. Fosdyke's palette: colon a celebration of artistry. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I think I forgot to mention funny. Fos, I should have put Fos funny. Dykes. Yeah, Fosdyke's Fosdyke. Fosdyke's palette. Okay, okay. Let's uh, we'll just run through these and then we can hone in. Fosdyke Dyker Angelo. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> what about Brush Strokes Unleashed? The James Fosdyke Art Challenge. <laughs> I mean, strokes. Like feels oh, yeah, strokes. Like very Foz related. Yeah. Stroking it. Um stroking brush brush stroking it with James Fosdark. <laughs> what's Andosha brush stroking what, it? What's Andosha called? What the uh, one a brush with fame people. A brush with fame. A brush with Foz. A brush with no. Okay, what about Canvas Chronicles, Colin, the James Fosdark art competition? <laughs> Colors in Motion, the James Fosdyke Artistry mm-hmm. Showcase, Fosdyke's Visionaries, an artistic odyssey. <laughs> I really feel like we should use one of these because it's so bad. <laughs> Artistry Unbound, the James Fosdyke Creative Challenge, inspired by Fosdyke, a canvas of imagination. That's actually really pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Fosdyke the Fosdyke Artistry Adventure, Chasing Colors, mm. the James Fosdyke Art Contest. Fosdyke's Legacy, an artistic showcase. Explore Fosdyke's world in that competition. Stroke of Genius, the James Fosdyke Art Challenge. Stroke of Genius. Stroke of Genius. A Brush with Fosdyke, the Artistic Voyage. Fosdyke's Imagination Unleashed, an art contest. Artistry Beyond Boundaries. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty accurate. (laughs) Like, considering the amount of boundaries he's crossed, the Fosdyke Challenge. I like Stroke of Genius, if we could work with that somehow. Maybe, all right, multiple funny names for an art competition to include, please, uh, including including puns. There we go. <laughs> oh, fuck, this is actually not too far from what you and I would probably come up with. <laughs> Fosdyke's Artapalooza, oh, yeah. where puns and paint collide. <laughs> yeah. Fosdyke's Stroke of Genius, a puntastic art contest. Fosdyke's Punny Masterpiece Madness. Brushes and Banters, the Fosdyke Punathon. <laughs> I think it's just, it's taken pun too literally. Okay, yeah. Um, a Punderful Palette. <laughs> I mean, I loved the like. I mean, the first one was like, what was the Fos- first? Fosdyke's Artapalooza, where puns and paint collide. Artapalooza, Fosapalooza, Fosapalooza. It's not really. It's a music. What's the world famous? Like, I mean, the Archibalds didn't work, but is there a world famous art event? There must be. 
uh, art prize. What about the Met Gala? Oh, that's more fashion, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's biggest – what's the biggest award for art in the world? The Leonardo da Vinci uh, – World Award of Arts. So, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. No, but it's not, people don't really know it. At least with Tafacha Bald, no. people have. <laughs> no, that's true. That's why I said we may go back to Tafacha Bald. <laughs> like, Tafacha Bald might actually be uh, the best option that we have. The Fozzer Balds. Okay, I've just recalibrated ChatGPT. Uh, okay. Yep. Foz Dyke's Art O Laughs, <laughs> a wonderful exhibition. <laughs> Tickle your art buds, Fosdark's Pontastic Challenge. <laughs> Tickle your art buds. <laughs> this is actually not bad. <laughs> not bad. Let him, let him stroke your art buds. Um, Fosdark's uh, Giggles and Gouache. I don't know what a gouache is. Uh, uh, punny Canvases, the Fosdark Art Extravaganza. Um, Fosdark's Laugh Out Loud Art Riot. That sounds like a, like mm, a, a 70s kind mm. of kid's show. Yeah. Comedy and the Canvas, a Fosdark Art piece. That's comedy in the Should canvas. Should it be um, James Fosdyke's brush with fame? <laughs> we can't do that. It's too close. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, our producer, has just appeared on the screen. Should we Mike bring him third. in? Yeah, Mike, Let's you're, you're part of the show now. We've been we've, you can, we've been discussing you. Can you, you anyway. talk to us, Mike? Is that okay? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, guys. Yeah, look, sorry, mate. We, we, you said to me just before I jumped on, hey, you and Will can come up with the name of the art competition. Mm. It's been 15 What'd minutes. What'd you come up with? And we've, we've, got we've, not, we've not <laughs> done well. We haven't gone past <laughs> Tafarchable. We've said a lot of words, <laughs> I've, but I'm, I've, I've, I've I'm put going in back the, to Tafarchable as being the best option. <laughs> we've, we've actually gone to ChatGBT three times. Yeah, I've just three times. Calibrating oh, it, and it's just, we can't come up with anything. What was your feel? Like, no, hard, I, look, I only yeah. interpreted Tafarchabald by a text, and you seem you seemed unenthused. Mm. What, well, what? fair enough, unenthused because it's not good. <laughs> what we've just realised is that maybe there's not a better option. That's the mm. problem. <laughs> is mm. there no better option? What would you come up with as as like you know putting your producer hat on? as something that's exactly. going to have cut through. Yeah. Well, I think I think sometimes you want to you want to call up what it is on the tin, you know yeah. what. So what is it that we're doing here? It's 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 something that celebrates Foz, yeah, yes, and his art, yeah, yeah. So would you say it's a stroke of <laughs> comedy and canvas, the Foz Dyke art competition, or the great Foz Dyke jest? <laughs> <laughs> An artful competition? Pro- probably not. Okay. <laughs> I think th- th- it's a countdown. What we're going to do it at, at the end is a countdown, yeah. and people know yeah. what a countdown is. Oh, ah, yeah. so oh, is, that- there, is there a play on Foz's countdown? Countdown. For- countdown till stroke off. James Foz art competition. Um, uh, countdown. What about Foz has been stroken <laughs> and then brackets brush stroken? <laughs> what about. Like something about ranking? Is there a ranking or a yeah. like a what about hottest? The use of the word hottest. Oh, People know hottest. what that means. Oh yeah, it's good. Hottest. The Fozzest ten. The hottest ten. The Fozzest one hundred. Foz ten. The hottest. Yeah, but we're not doing a hundred. Yeah. We're doing like ten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about ten? So what are the famous yeah. ten? Uh, is, yeah. is there like a magnificent? Was it the magnificent? Oh, the seven, magnificent uh, seven, dirty dozen. Yeah, the, so, could it be the something ten? Yeah, though? like or is there or the a, like a famous ten that turned out to be eleven? 
<laughs> what is it? Sorry, it's a TOEFOP 12. Sadly, to be we've already – well, that's fine. We can have a TOEFOP 10. Makes sense. I, I mean, we've already had the TOEFOP 12. Toe or is that too 10? confusing, Mike? Is that TOEFOP's top mm. 10? Or is it like – do we need FOS in there? Is, we need FOS's TOEFOP top 10. Or is there a is yeah. there an art-related word for alliteration sec that begins with T? Like TOEFOP's top 10 uh, texture drawings. <laughs> Because <laughs> yes, he does them all in text. text I'm pretty sure a lot of people don't know that, but it's like so I thought you used crayon. They're not crayon. Crayon. Yeah. <laughs> Foz's favorite follies: colon a top ten countdown. <laughs> My God, why is this so? The Foz's favorite. The There's such a good The Farchaboard. Can we get people to vote for the name of the show? We'll do three weeks. Do we ask Foz what he thought it should be called? Yeah, I can get him. Do you want me to give him a call? He just texted me. Yeah. All right, I'll, okay. I'll Let's see line. if we can get him on and see if we can sort this out. Yeah, this is uh, ridiculous. This is good podcasting, right? Yeah. Like, this is what people want to hear. <laughs> I think they want so. to hear behind the scenes. You know, there's a lot of these fancy modern podcasts, Mike, that like mm. we'd probably, you know, do these calls off air. Yeah. But, you know, like I, there's <laughs> – You get to see though. how the sausage is made with Tofop, yeah. but that's unfortunately it it's is. just – that's all it is. It's just it's all sausage. just mince. It's just like yeah, it's a lot of yeah, – yeah. hang on, here we go. <laughs> Hello, Mike. Hey, mate. Uh, you are live on Tofop with me and Will yes. and Mike the Holy Third. Shit. Are you working? You better be working, Foz. Oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm waiting on the dollar. <laughs> uh, look, we are stuck. We are trying to come up with a name for this competition, this uh, Foz's artwork countdown. Um, it's been close yeah. to 20 minutes of us trying to nut this out. Should I tell Foz what my idea is and see if he approves it? I probably won't, <laughs> yeah. so tell me. The Tafarchibald. Yeah. The Tafarchibald. Oh, God, I do like that. (laughs) (laughs) God, it annoys me when you come up with a good idea, Charlie. Well, this is the first thing I said. Will poo-pooed it. Mike poo-pooed it. But I feel like not not true. Go back. You'll listen to this, James. I just say it's a placeholder. We should explore whether there's a better option. I'm happy that we explored it and we didn't come up with a better option. I said the same thing. It's a good yeah. start. It could be a good finish as well. Yeah. It turns yeah, out that it's yeah. like one of those – it's a lap. The start is also the finish. <laughs> <laughs> Our car blew up on the starting grid and we're going to call it a victory. Yeah. Well, I've just sent through my list of like, you know, so that's maybe the Tofart Packers choice. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think – look, yeah. I think Tofart's bald. Look, we, we, we haven't come up with anything better. If we do – We haven't. Yeah. We tried it. We took it to t- uh, to AI. We, we, we got, got AI involved. Don't take it to fucking AI. <laughs> no, I know how you feel about. Can we AI. keep AI out of this shit. So, you, so, no, you, so no. Well, what we just yeah. proved, James, is AI yeah. can't come up with something as beautiful yeah, as Tafarjibals. <laughs> Haven't you noticed that I'm drawing a lot more hands in my artwork these days? Like, oh, yeah, just so, to <laughs> so you don't want us to call it Brush Strokes Unleashed, the James Fosdyke Art Challenge? Oh, my God. That's exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Just like the dumbest, most boring shit. It's <laughs> like, hey, you want to see the dumbest, most boring shit? We ran it through AI. 
Okay. All right. We'll call the next one I Can Draw Hands. That, that'll be the next one. I can we'll draw just... hands. <laughs> All right, Foz, we'll let you get back to your dollop artwork. Thank you, James. Straight no back onto Tofop for you. Thanks, mate. I know. I'm looking forward to it. All right, guys. Bye. Catch you later. All right, Tofotabald. Well, is. there you go. Okay, so don't forget you can go to Tofot. I can't even mm. say Tofot.com to check out the virtual gallery. You vote for your favourite. Voting closes October 4th at 4pm and we'll announce do the countdown and announce it on October 6th. Uh, Mike, I've done this uh, uh, announce quite a few times. Is there anything I've forgotten in that little, in that little message? And you know, I got you here. No, I think the main thing is people can win a signed piece of TOEFOP art, which yeah, is Will yeah, and I cool. just yeah. trying to work out the logistics of us being in the same place to sign the poster. But yeah, Charlie broke Charlie broke that news to me live on the podcast, <laughs> and I was surprised as anyone to hear about the fact that we'd agreed to both sign the same thing. Which people don't realise how difficult that is. Real, exercise in getting it from one to the other of us. Well, you know, when we can do that, Will, maybe before yeah. we do our live shows. Uh, what? In, uh, Are we in, doing live shows? We're doing live shows. November 11th in Melbourne. We've got two mm. shows. Uh, first one is sold out. There's a second show that's on sale now, but tickets to that are going real quick. And then November 25th at the Comedy Store in Sydney. Again, tickets are going real quick. So if you want to get us, get in to see Will and I live on stage with a special guest, um, you can go to the ep- uh, link in the episode description below. Are you going to be there, Mike? Hopefully. <laughs> that is a wow, no. That was, if I've ever that was, that was a real. It's like I have like to listen no. to you guys fucking it's every like week. A real, real solid no. Yeah, didn't thanks it? For like the a big real sell, hard mate. no. Awesome. Like, because, just, uh, no I think there. Mike's internet is very laggy. That was the what the pause yeah. was. It was an internet lag. He'll clean that up in post. It'll sound like he definitely was really enthusiastic to come. All right, that's a good place and uh, to end it. Well, do you have shows to you have live shows to promote? Yeah, probably. Newcastle, at the very least. Uh, I am doing what you're talking about, Will, so come along and see that. That would be cool. But also other places, other shows. Will Legitimate, my new tour that James is also doing the art for, uh, doing some really cool art for the new tour, and uh, that will be touring everywhere, um, starting to be on sale in places coming up so people can go and check out comedy.com.au and check out patreon.com uh, slash tofop for more bonus content. Uh, you got ad free. Cool. Oh, yeah, Will. Oh, sorry. No, I just forgot. I should plug Velocity because oh, yes. we're up to episode 300 is, I think, next next week. Next week, Mike, is that right? That's next right. Week. Yeah. Uh, Alexi Toliopoulos, uh, great episode. And then uh, Jimmy Pardo from Never Not Funny for my 300th episode, which is really exciting. And then I think the week after that, maybe Adam Hills. Is that right? Adam Hills. Adam, Adam Hills the week That's after correct, that. Yeah. So the episode that most people think is physically impossible to happen. <laughs> it may be me just in a room by myself <laughs> talking to myself, like Fight Club fight style. Club. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> All right. And that is Tofop. For this week, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Will Anderson. I'm Mike the Third. <laughs> How long? Not long. Everyone, relax. Listener. <laughs> 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 <laughs>